Welcome to Savage. I'm your host, Kelsey Kenry, CEO, wife, and mom of three. This is where you find the aligned strategy and mindset shifts to unleash your power, unlock your freedom, and step into your full potential as a CEO. Every episode is full of tough love and hard truths with a side of tactical guidance to expand your success. You ready? Let's do the damn thing. What perfectionism is and being a perfectionist is having unrealistic expectations. Ooh, that's good. Yeah. Welcome to the Bravehearted Podcast, where we are changing the way you get inspiration by allowing you to hear resilience and victory in hard stories. We discuss new methods on handling life situations so you can show up confidently in your life. We are different because instead of just giving you inspiration through stories, we give you actionable tools to make the change that you want to make. Let's live bravely today. Welcome to episode 17 of the Bravehearted Podcast. My name is Mindy Mercurio, a career coach and business guru helping exhausted women all over the world find their purpose. Just as a reminder, some of the material we talk about is deep and can sometimes be controversial. Please use headphones when listening in public or around children. What's up, guys? My name is Kelsey Kenry, and I am a personal development coach working with women all over the world to find their confidence and especially find your purpose after motherhood. So today we are talking about perfectionism. We're talking about how being a perfectionist actually stops your progress. And you are going to learn in this episode why being fearful of moving forward because you aren't enough and how changing your perspective can actually help you progress and letting go of trying to be perfect can actually finally allow you to reach the goals that you've always wanted to reach. So before we get started today, I also want to tell you guys about our new sponsor. And we talk a lot about therapy on this episode and going through therapy. And a lot of our guests have been through therapy and the advantages of just being able to talk through things and learn new skills. So we've partnered with BetterHelp. BetterHelp is an online therapy platform. So you can do your therapy appointments from anywhere, even your couch or your bathtub if you want, maybe. <laughs> maybe I would love bathtub. to talk to, I don't know, like <laughs> I, I, as, long, as long as they can't see me, right? That's what matters. <laughs> I'm pretty sure they can, but maybe if you're in your swimsuit, it's appropriate. Anyways, we highly recommend going to therapy Everybody should walk through that. And if you find a therapist that you really love, it can be definitely a life-changing experience. So if you have been thinking about going through therapy, you can check out betterhelp.com forward slash bravehearted, and you can get 10% off your first month with them. Awesome. I'm really excited about our partnership with BetterHelp. I think therapy is so important and getting the opportunity to talk to somebody is really important too. But what are we talking about this week, Kelsey? We're talking about perfectionism. What is it? Oh man. So perfectionism, this is one of those things that 
I cannot tell you how many clients that I've had that I'm like, we're talking about whatever it is. And they're like, oh, well, I'm a perfectionist. It's like one of the most recurring things that comes up when somebody's talking about like why they haven't done something, why they're not consistent with something. It's just, I'm a perfectionist. And basically perfectionism is the refusal to accept any standard short of perfection. Okay. So this is interesting because when we were putting together this episode, I was like, I love looking up definitions. If you listen back in other episodes, we have definitions there because I love seeing like, what is the actual written, what does this say? Because we all have our own spin on things, right? So I first looked at perfectionism and perfectionism, again, is the refusal to accept any standard short of perfection. So then I took it another step and I was like, okay, well, what's perfection? Because if you don't want to accept anything short of perfection, then okay, what is perfection? Perfection is the condition, state, or quality of being free or as free as possible from all flaws or defects, okay? So I'm like, okay, that makes sense. You don't have any flaws or defects. So what does perfect mean? What is the definition of perfect? And perfect was having all the required or desirable elements, qualities, or characteristics as good as it is possible to be. And I was like, holy shit. Like the first thing that came to my head is like, so perfectionism is impossible. Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) Absolutely. I I think the biggest word that sticks out in this for me is defects. Like when you hear the word defective, you're like, oh, that's bad. No, nobody wants to be defective. But that's just such a dramatic word to associate with something that everybody is constantly striving for, right? Like people are like, it's just like you said, I'm a perfectionist. I strive for perfection. And if you make a mistake, then you're defective. And that's how you're describing yourself is like, if I'm not perfect, I'm defective. Holy shit. Yeah. No, you're right. It's such a strong word. And like my my question after all of this was like, so who decides what is desirable? Who decides what is a flaw and what is not? That's a really great question. Actually, this reminds <laughs> me of, have you ever watched The Good Place? No. I know you don't watch much TV, but The Good Place is a, it's like a sitcom. And so basically they assign points to every little action in your life. Like, and at the end of your life, it's like you had to have earned enough points to go to the good place. And if you didn't get enough points, you go to the bad place. So it's just, that's what that reminds me of is like, who's up there at the good place deciding that if I ate half an apple and threw the other half of the apple away, like I lose 15 points, right? Like who's coming up with these perfectionist rules? Like, this is what this is supposed to be. Yeah. But it puts, you know, just if we go through like just what perfectionism and what being a perfectionist is, it really, like when I read through this, obviously my thoughts are, okay, you know, who's, who's deciding what is a flaw, who decides what's desirable. And also my next thought would be, 
like I said, this is impossible. Like this is something you're striving for something and you're saying you want to be something that literally does not exist. And everybody does it. I feel like I know that I've struggled with that and it shows up in so many different ways, right? So like it can show up in your work. It can show up in your your physical goals. It can show up in the way that you chat with others. You feel like you can't be realistic. Like you can't be honest. You can't be who you are. It affects everything. Yeah. No, it's a good point because, you know, what it, what it really comes down to, I think, is what perfectionism is and being a perfectionist is having unrealistic expectations. Ooh, that's good. Yeah. Because you're setting yourself up. And this is actually something that I talk to clients with about all the time. You're consistently setting yourself up to fail. Yeah. Absolutely. That's something I've had to work on is my expectations. And I think everybody struggles with that, right? So like you want to do, especially like you and I, like I think Mm -hmm. are very similar in this, like you want to do everything. You want to be able to achieve everything and you want it on your own timeline, right? You want it right then immediately. Mm -hmm. Um, And if you have these expectations of something that are unrealistic, you're going to end up in this cycle of frustration because you can't achieve like what you're looking to achieve. Like some things are like, let's be honest, some things are just impossible because it's not a realistic concept that you've put out there. Like, would I love to, I don't know, like make a million dollars in one day? Yeah, I would love that. Is it realistic? Maybe, but not probably. Um, (laughs) And if I said, if I say that this is like my goal and this is what I'm striving for and then every day I'm like, oh man, didn't make a million dollars today, messed up again, I stink, like that's not any good for me. Yeah. No, you bring up a, a good, a really, really important thing because I think, you know, just on the subject of us talking about, you know, what is perfectionism? What is being a perfectionist? Obviously, we've clarified here that it's having unrealistic expectations for yourself. But it's also something that really turns into self-sabotage and self-destructive behaviors. And this is why being a perfectionist will stop your progress. This is this is exactly why because you even if you're making progress, you don't even see it because you're so focused on what you're still lacking. Oh my god, yeah. Okay, so I have a great story uh, about this. I was actually just having a conversation with one of my um employees the other day and she is moving into a new role. Um and she and I were talking about her new role and she's like, "I don't think I can do this. I think that I need more time. I don't think I'm ready. I, I want to wait." And I'm like, "Well, why?" She's like, well, because I haven't done this and I haven't done that. And, you know, every once in a while, this part of my, you know, career doesn't look 
like what I want it to look like. I don't, you know, I don't have this perfect X, Y, Z. And I'm like, hold the phone. (laughs) You just said the magic words. Like you don't have to be perfect. Perfect is not realistic. You just have to be better than you were the day before. Right. Mm -hmm. So like, if you have this, like, you know, something that you're working towards, like this goal that you're working towards, like perfection, isn't the goal. The goal is to be better than what you were before. The goal is to be moving forward. The goal is to be getting better. So she just kept saying, I can't do this. I can't do this. I can't do this. When in reality, like I could see that she's totally ready for it, but she couldn't see it because all she could focus on was all the things that she felt like she was lacking in. And because Mm -hmm. that idea of perfection was in her head of like, this is what I should look like. And this is what this role looks like. And people who do this job don't have these struggles. Like she was counting herself out. And I, you know, it's, it's funny because a lot of the struggles that she was naming were things that I struggle with. And the role that she was looking to go into is something similar to what I do. And I was like, you've got to understand, like, just because you look at me and you see like, I'm a leader and I get up in front of our team and I have these conversations, you know, like, and I can go and do X, Y, Z at our company. That doesn't mean that I'm not nervous. That doesn't mean that I don't mess up. That doesn't mean Mm -hmm. that I'm not scared. That's going to happen. But you just have to put your foot out there. You have to try and you have to know that you're going to mess up and you have to be okay with that. Yeah. And that's the thing, you know, with being a perfectionist, you're not allowing yourself to have those flaws. You're not allowing yourself because that goes against what your goal is. And so again, it's going back to that unrealistic goal. And I think that, you know, kind of moving into like, why is it that being a perfectionist stops our progress? You brought up something, you know, very valuable in your story And that is, you know, when we talk about um, our goals and obviously this being a a career goal specifically, but this is personal and otherwise, it actually, it stops us from even trying to take a step towards a goal because we have this vision of perfect. And if we step outside of that, then what's the point? Of, of us even trying. Exactly. I see this too, like when people are looking at like job descriptions and applying for jobs, this kills me. So, you know, like I interview people all the time and the role that I interview for, one of the things it says is that a college degree is required. I have maybe three people on my team who have a college degree. <laughs> Maybe a call, like just because something says, you know, X, Y, Z required, you know, unless it's something extremely specific, like you should be a black belt in six Sigma, or you need to have a nursing degree because you're going to be treating people when you're a nurse, like something right. specific like that. Right. Okay. That makes sense. But people look at these job descriptions and they're like, Oh, I can't apply for this because a college degree is required. Guess what guys? Every single job I have ever applied for, a college degree has been required. I just have my associates. And before that, I didn't have a degree. So, you know, don't count yourself out when you see things like this because 
it's not like they, you don't have to check every single box, right? Like mm-hmm. it's okay to check some of the boxes. Yeah. But you know, if we have that goal of perfection, if we have that view in our head of, I have to check every single box, which is a great way of, you know, how we frame perfection, then it's like, oh, the one box that we don't check or the two boxes that we don't check allow us to use that as an excuse to stay where we are. And who wants that? You know, like that's the thing. It's, it's, it's very, it's very hard because none of us want to stay in the same place forever, but perfectionism will hold us back from taking a step outside of that. Perfectionism is paralyzing. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, that's the thing is you miss opportunities and actually it works against you in so many ways because you will end up stuck instead of walking on a path that might be different than you thought was the path that you were supposed to be on. So it's kind of like going back to when we talked about in comparison that that, that timeline. So if your timeline mm. looks a little bit different, that's not perfect. So let me just stay here. Rather than like in your case, you get married, everybody's like, when are you having babies? When are you having mm. babies? Okay. And then it's like, I can't have babies. So do you stay stuck there because your timeline and your story isn't quote unquote perfect, right? Or do you figure it out? It's so funny. That's something that Michael and I talk about a lot actually is, is the timeline and the perfectionism and all that that goes with it because you're right. Like I definitely could have sat in that and said, meh, I'm just going to sit here and be sad and I'm not going to do anything about it because this is my life and this is what I'm stuck with and I can't have my own. I can't do this. So why even try? And we talk about that with Michael's like career goals too. Like, okay, you know, I'm 33 and I want to be a doctor and you know, I'm not going to get out of medical school until I'm like 50. And so I might as well not even try because I'm too old and that's not perfect. And that's not what the world thinks. So that's what I, I just shouldn't do it. And if he chose that route, he would just be doing what he's doing now, which he loves and he's happy mm-hmm. to do, but that's not his ultimate goals and dreams. Yeah. I would love if we could just change, like, can I call the dictionary people and we could just change the definition of perfect? To include like a little parentheses of like perfection is in, is, what is it? What are the words I want to use here? Perfection is dependent on the eyes and the thoughts of each person (laughs) or something to that effect to where it's like, because, you know, when you think about love, like you can see that somebody has flaws, but you still view them as perfect. God, right? that's such a good analogy. That's so, like you, that's you, so true. Nobody, nobody is without flaws. Like, you know what I mean? But again, we go back to like those flaws. Are they flaws because they're something that is connected to us personally? Like, you know, is... Eric leaving dishes in the sink really a flaw or is it just 
I always use that. And he, I feel bad because he does the dishes more than I do now, but it's always what I go back to, like in the beginning of our relationship. But it's like, you see these things that are imperfections in a story, a path, a person, right? But you still view them as the perfect match for you. It's the perfect place for you at that time. It's the perfect timeline for your story. Do you see how they can be intertwined? Am I making sense? Yeah, I feel like perfect needs a new word. I feel like we need to redefine perfect. Yeah, we just redefine. We're just writing a new dictionary. Yeah, by Webster. But, yeah, but I mean, so here's the thing. We really, we understand now that, you know, being a perfectionist really does stop your progress. We understand, you know, it stops your progress because it forces you to freeze instead of taking a step that you feel might not be on that optimal timeline or what you thought was supposed to be the next step, right? Which I think is connected with number one, comparison, and then going back to, okay, you have unrealistic expectations because nothing is ever one, two, three, you know, like, yeah, it's not, there's always like a one A or a two B, <laughs> Right? Yeah. And so, uh, go ahead. I was just going to say, I feel like a lot of times we just use perfect as an excuse because we're scared. Because you know you want to do something, but it's a little scary that you may not be good at it at first, or you may fail, or you, you may flub up. So we're starting this new program at work right now. And a lot of my team members are spending a lot of prep time. So they're, I'll call them and they'll say, hey, I'm writing out my scripts or I'm getting all my stuff organized or I'm doing this or that. And I'm like, okay, cool. How long have you been doing that for? And they're like, oh, an hour. And I'm like, okay, so when are you going to make phone calls? And they're like, oh yeah, once I've got all my scripts written out and once I've got all this and I've read it and I'm all organized and I'm ready to go, then I'm going to make calls. And I'm like, okay, but do you really need that? Because you've technically been doing this job for a year. You're just doing it a different way. And you don't need all those scripts because you already know how to talk to customers. And they're like, yeah, but... And I'm like, are you scared? I'm like, yeah, I am a little nervous. I'm scared. I'm like, okay. So you're using that excuse of needing everything to be perfect just because you're not ready to do something. So now it's time to just rip off the band-aid. I want you to pick up the phone, make that first phone call, and then call me back afterwards. And every time they call me, they're like, I'm so glad I just did this. Sometimes we need to just take the step, right? We need to just attack the thing that scares us. Um, and we need to look at what we're doing, right? So like if we are striving for perfection and we're saying we're not doing something because it's not ready yet, it's not perfect, I'm not ready yet, is it really that or is it that you're just scared and you don't want to rip the bandaid off and you don't want anybody to see you potentially fail? Yeah, no, it's a good point. I, I think you're, I think you're right. I think that procrastination and perfectionism are absolutely linked in every way because it's, I can think of even almost everything that I've done 
for the first time required some sort of outward push, which, you know, saying that out loud, like I, I, I love that because I love to be that outward push for people. You know what I mean? Like, I love that now because, and it, it makes sense because hearing myself speak, like I know how important it is to me. So it makes sense that like, I want to be that person for other people too. But I just think that we can so easily because of fear, like you said, procrastinate. And it's like, oh, it's like, I can't write my book yet because it's not the perfect time. I can't start that business because I, it's not, I don't have X, Y, and Z. And so it shows up in, in every area. So I think, you know, you know, it's, it's really, it's important just to recognize from this and what we're talking about is that, you know, being a perfectionist really does hold you back. And I think that accepting, if anybody takes anything away from this episode, the biggest takeaway, I think for me to give you would be that what you're striving for is unrealistic, that perfectionism is a lie. It's something that doesn't exist. And so you have to get really honest with yourself and that you're just using wanting to be perfect as an excuse because you are scared. And when we get to a point that we become frustrated, you have to look in the mirror and ask yourself, is it worth staying here? in order to keep striving for that unrealistic expectation? Is it worth being stuck here because of something that doesn't even exist? Or do I take that step that might be that flaw, that might be that thing that I'm scared of, and then I can learn? Because again, just framing perfectionism differently, accepting that it is a lie, which kind of actually moves us into, you know, the next, the next part here, which is our tools on how to work through perfectionism. And that would be probably, I think the most important one for me that definitely has helped me is accepting that perfectionism isn't real. That's a big one. That one was really hard for me. And um, something that I haven't talked about on the podcast before is my struggle with body dysmorphia. But that was one of the biggest struggles for me with body dysmorphia was the perfectionism and overcoming the fact that like everybody's body is different and every person is different. And I'm not going to quote ever have a quote perfect body because it doesn't exist. And that lie that I kept telling myself was, you know, I'd be happy when I got to this spot. I'd be happy when my body was this. It doesn't matter like when you, and this is another episode for another day, but it doesn't matter because it's a lie, right? And I had to change my perspective on how I viewed myself and how I viewed my health and how I took care of myself. And changing my perspective really did change everything for me and helped me through kind of that battle. And and something that I think once you're in, you always battle, right? Like it it doesn't ever go away. It's just a constant, 
like it's a constant practice to challenge that idea of perfectionism. Um, but what you have to do, and this kind of goes into our next tool, is to stop when you feel the need to criticize. Uh, stop yourself when you feel that coming on, right? When you when you have that moment that you're like, oh, I wish X, Y, Z about myself, or oh, I wish that I was better at doing this, or if only I could write better, then I could have that blog. Or if only I didn't stutter when I talked, I could be a public speaker, right? You have to stop yourself when you hear yourself doing those things and recognize that it's not useful. It's not moving you forward. And the only thing you're doing is preventing yourself from growth. So stop yourself when you feel the need to criticize and ask yourself, is this true? Is this helpful? Is this something that I would say to a friend? And is this preventing me from moving forward? Yeah. I like the run through of questions because I'm big on, you know, walking clients through the the questioning process to where when mm. something pops up, instead of trying to suppress or accept as is, question it. Like, whether it's a feeling or otherwise. So I think it's the same thing here because, you know, just knowing that being able to consistently come back to perfect isn't real. Perfect doesn't exist. And so when you question and you catch yourself in, am I aiming towards perfect? Then it's like, there's your answer because that's unrealistic. So now what, what can I do that's realistic, which kind of, you know, is another tool that we have here is using smart goals, uh, which is funny because there's in your best year ever, which we read by Michael Hyatt, which is a great book about goal setting. He has a different version of smart goals that I actually really like. Michael Hyatt uses smarter goals. And so it's specific, measurable, actionable, risky, which I love that one Mm -hmm. for obvious reasons, time-keyed, exciting, and relevant. And notice that in that, 0% of those say perfect. (laughs) Not a one, especially not risky. Right. And so I think that, you know, when we're talking about perfection, how it holds you back, you know, it's a lot of times in whatever the goal is. And even if that goal is to have a better relationship with your body or it is to start a business, this applies in in all of Mm -hmm. them because you have to set goals that, you know, in the regular acronym for SMART goals, the R is for realistic, I believe. Relevant. Is it? Yeah, it's relevant. So under relevant is reasonable, realistic, resource, and results-based. So it's specific, measurable, achievable, realistic, and time, or relevant and time-bound. Yeah, whatever. Relevant. It doesn't matter. Same Same shit. (laughs) But it's like, um, you know, you have to, you have to take a look at in your in your goals, what are you creating your goals upon? Taking you know, 
Go ahead. Well, I was just going to say, you know, it's funny because like this can go both ways with perfectionism, right? So like the first way it can go is that your goal is not, you know, like a realistic goal because it's this idea of perfectionism that you can't achieve. But on the other side of that is you may set your goals too low because you're afraid of not being perfect and not achieving them. So you sell yourself short and set like underachieving goals instead. And I see this all the time, like with, with clients is like, they set these goals that are shorter um, and not as they're not as lofty or as much as they possibly could do because they want to be perfect. So they don't give themselves the R that Michael Hyatt talks about, which is risk. Right. That's, and I, I love, we're on the same page here because that's why I wanted to use his acronym for this because of the risky, because that's exactly my thought is that I believe that when we set goals, let me clarify this because I believe in, and with a lot of clients, I'm very big in building momentum. So like if your starting goal needs to be just getting out of bed in the morning because you're depressed, that's great. But in that, to somebody else, that's nothing. But to you, that is risky. That's scary. That's hard. So, you know, I think that it's just important to kind of like I was saying about, you know, when what you take away from this, you have to be honest with yourself and ask yourself, knowing, putting it through the filter of perfect being a lie, what's really going on. Right. And your goals are your goals and where you are and not anybody else. Yeah. So, yeah, but those are just like a few things. And I think that this is something that, you know, again, just goes into so many areas of our life. Mm -hmm. So just to kind of recap on the tools here for working through perfectionism, stopping your progress. Number one, and definitely the most important, is recognize that perfect is a lie. The next one is going to be stopping yourself when you feel the need to criticize. And I would even say as an add-on to that, flip it into something that's positive. Mm, Good one. And flip it mindset, something I talk a lot about with clients too being able to be in those hard places and look at that thing honestly and want to pick yourself apart, but instead making the conscious choice to how you can see that in a positive way. And then the last tool is going to be that smarter goal. Um, So setting goals that you run through those filters to where now, since you have a specific goal, you're forced to take that risky step to where you know what? Like, this isn't going to be perfect, but that's okay because perfect doesn't exist. Right. So like I said, this is something that a lot of people struggle with. It holds us back in so many areas. And so I hope that being able to recognize and know just what it is, being able to connect where it comes from, knowing why we need to move past it so we're not missing out on opportunities. And then of course, you know, how we can do that. So hopefully this has been helpful to you guys listening today. So Mindy, next week, 
what are we talking about? Episode 18 is going to be all about why you should not be the yes woman. So we're going to, yeah. And I think a lot of us feel like we have to do all the things, be all the things, say yes to all the things. And that is absolutely not the case. So that's what we're going to talk about next week. Yeah. We've all been the yes woman before and, and, and walked that path. So I'm excited to talk about that and talk about especially some tools, because I know that's a hard habit to break for sure. So thank you guys so much for listening today. I hope that your perfectionism is pleased and uh, you're able to just wake up every day knowing that perfect is a lie. You are where you are meant to be. And, you know, if you need to talk this through further with somebody, you can always email us. If you feel like that you have some things that you have been holding for a long time and you want to talk to somebody and finally take the leap that is therapy, go ahead and go to betterhelp.com forward slash bravehearted and you can sign up there for that. Mindy and I are always available to answer your messages, emails. We're always here for you guys. If you can just take a minute after you listen to this episode and just give us a quick testimonial or a rating, we would really appreciate it. And make sure that you're sharing this episode if it's been helpful to you and tagging us so we can show you some love for that too. So we will talk to you guys next week and make sure that you live bravely today. If you are a CEO or entrepreneur, I want to invite you into a space that's unlike anything out there. CEO Power Hour is a free monthly live experience that you can join in person or virtually to get your questions answered to fulfill the desires for your business. Inside this room, you bring your biggest goal, the obstacles you are experiencing, or anything you want my expertise, eyes, and ears on. This guidance, along with the ideas and inspiration from other powerful women, allows you to be fully immersed in the energy of being supported and learn in a completely new way so that you can expand your business and your life to the next level. I created CEO Power Hour to bring together powerful business owners for connection, collaboration, and coaching. This is your invitation, and it's free. The link is in the show notes, so I hope to see you at our next monthly meeting.